0: Hi, this is Sean Romano. This is the second episode in an eight-part series on LASIK. I'm calling it everything you ever wanted to know about LASIK, probably. I sat down with Hunter Vision founder and refractive surgeon, Joel Hunter, MD, to shine a light on the topic of LASIK and laser eye surgery. In this chock-full episode, Dr. Hunter and I discuss why eyes don't work and how glasses and contacts help get the world back in focus. We clarify the confusion around nearsighted versus farsighted, give a shout out to Ben Franklin, and illuminate the linguistic connection between the words stigmata and astigmatism. Speaking of, Dr. Hunter reveals the truth about why contact lenses may not be right for you if you have astigmatism. To cap it all off, we spend a few minutes discussing what made Nike's legendary Max contact lenses so awesome. Let's go. Yeah. So last time we talked about how the eye works, um, we got pretty deep into cornea. You talked a lot about how images are formed in the back of the eye, the optic nerve. Um, you talked about a little bit about optimal vision, um, cones and rods, and it was a lot of stuff. It was a lot of stuff. Really, yeah. it was really interesting, fascinating. Uh, and, and so now we want to talk more about why eyes don't work, and then how glasses and contacts help correct that.
1: Gotcha. There's there's two big there's two big categories in in how eyes don't work and and like everything else in science or maybe in life in general there's there's you can lump or split uh, you know and have things in as many different categories as you can or or just a couple big ones. Uh, in this case, it's I feel like it's more useful to lump. Uh, there's your eye doesn't work because there is something wrong and disease-ridden or mal- malfunctioning with the actual physiology of your eye. There's there's systems of cells and tissues that, that aren't doing what they're supposed to do. That would be things like uh, macular degeneration, and there's different reasons that people have mm-hmm. bleeding in the eye and things that are uh, – they sound uh, terrible, and, they, and they're not good, but they're really surprisingly common just because things like diabetes uh, mm-hmm. are so common and macular degeneration – it's not as widespread as you'd think, just with how famous it is. It's you know, it's only about a, one in a hundred people that'll have to deal with uh, anything with macular degeneration. That's not just uh, severe macular degeneration. So it's it's a uh, it's those things are altogether a significant chunk of the population who can't see well. But the other mm. chunk of the population, the other lump, if you will, <laughs> as, as we lump it, uh, there uh, are all of the folks who don't have the correct focus to their eyes. And that's a much mm-hmm. larger chunk of the population, simply because if you break it down into groups, about a third of people have pretty decent focus. A third of people are nearsighted and a third of people are farsighted. And we'll get into what nearsighted
0: and farsighted means. And just just to clarify, you're, mm-hmm. you're saying farsighted. Far sighted and near sighted, not yeah. sighted.
1: Oh yeah, not sighted. Yes, not. because
0: I've I've heard that yeah. around.
1: Yeah, I, that is uh, yeah, that is it's sighted. It's it's where you can see, and it's supposed to be where you can see, and they're not they're not perfectly accurate uh, for for optics reasons, but it doesn't really matter outside of just the
0: equations of, of how you fix those with glasses and
1: contacts. So far sighted
0: is, is sighted far, meaning I can see better far away, correct? And nearsighted is I'm yes. sighted near, I can see better near. Yes, okay.
1: that eagle sure is far sighted, one might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, or this mole sure is near sighted. <laughs> uh, it would be two different versions. Um, so uh, and that uh, leaves out people with astigmatism, which kind of uh, – that's a take-all-comers. That can be anyone in the three groups. It can be people with pretty good vision. Uh, they mm-hmm. can have a fair amount of astigmatism, and people that are nearsighted or farsighted can I feel also like, have I feel astigmatism. Like it's too, I feel like it's too yeah. enunciated now. You Maybe. know, there's retina doctors that you just instantly – you know a lot about them whenever they give a lecture because they – instead of calling it the retina, they always say the retina. Uh, with mm. such a, just such a sharp T, uh, and I feel like, uh, I don't know, you know, you feel like there's kind of a badge there that they, that they have, uh, that they're like, when we look at the retina, uh,
0: so I'm going to go back to sighted, <laughs> nearsighted. <laughs> Who was the character on, uh, it's terrible. I can't remember. 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. She, she was an actor, and she had she, yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. played to the camera. Like, Jenna Maroney, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah They're like that. It is.
1: It's a lot like that. It's <laughs> funny. They, they, people become a caricature. They, they they become themselves over a long period of time. So anyway, the, uh, the deal with uh, being uh, – we're going to switch from talking about nearsighted to calling it myopic because that's uh, the more technically correct term. Mm-hmm. And it uh, doesn't involve sides or sights. And then farsighted is hyperopic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then astigmatism is – Correct. That's the correct term for that. Astigmatism is insanely common. It's one of those things that gets thought of kind of in the, it kind of gets classified in the same group of like, do I have cataraction? Do I have astigmatism? Uh, and it's really, it's not dangerous. It's really, really common. And the reason for that is astigmatism just means, uh, well, a stigma is a point uh, like stigmata. Those are the, you know, oh, the, my goodness, the, the yeah. people get on their, on their hands. Supposed. Uh, yeah. I mean, Right, supposedly. Get we'll yeah. have to do talk about that for a whole episode. Yeah, um, but but stigma is a you know is a round circle a round point, uh, and uh, so uh, a you know a if you put if you put that etym- you know, etymologically not. down yeah not so it's it's not round so a stigma uh-huh. uh, a is is that's what that is so they, they don't have a round point of light if they uh, if you were to shine a, a circle through a lens that has astigmatism. That it's going to turn that into something that's not a circle because it's not perfectly round. Like Usually, it's an oval. It's or, an oval. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that leaves out all the different types of irregular astigmatism. So, that's this regular symmetrical astigmatism, kind of even squish on both okay. sides turns it to an oval. Uh, but irregular, you can get, uh, you know, all sorts of exotic comet tails or you'll get these rings all around it, things like that. <laughs> Just call it so. an,
0: ar- an optical aberration uh, exotic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, and so – and when you're – That's And when you do it's what, what I, like. I do, you uh, – for gifts, you get things like uh, coffee mugs that have all those different – uh, Wavefront, those higher order aberrations on them. Who's sending you coffee mugs with? That was, high my, order? That was my mom because she knows what's close to my heart. Yeah. Wow. You know, you yeah. know who uses it exclusively though. Josh, He's, he uh, oh, yeah. he stole <laughs> it early on. So anyway, <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> there's uh, there's a lot of different reasons uh, not to see perfectly well that just have to do with focus, and that's the majority of the population, which is fortunate because it's very hard to fix. The parts of the eye that we can barely understand, uh, it's much more difficult to try to fix them. So it's very difficult to understand Mm -hmm. the exact microscopic biochemical – interactions and exchanges between rods and cones and amacrine cells and ganglion cells and right. how images get amplified or or uh, right. brought down in in size and how we recognize faces you know it's 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 very very hard to fix things that are wrong with tissue that's too complicated for us to replicate but when it comes to focus mm-hmm. w- we can do that because we know that this lens is too powerful or this lens is too weak and so you have w- different ways to fix that the the most obvious and the most uh historical is glasses, you know. It, it was uh it was the year It was Ben uh, Franklin, right? Uh Ben Franklin invented them in 1920. <laughs> and <laughs> No, so but Ben Franklin, you know, as as much of a, a trope as that has become, he genuinely did uh invent something that was pretty revolutionary. Uh he did a lot of other things too. Uh, played a lot of chess in France, for instance, He uh, loved French uh, man. and other other such things. But he invented bifocals because he understood uh, personally how frustrating it is to be able to see well in the distance with your glasses or be able to see well up close with your other pair of glasses, but not do both. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, and it was really more than just putting, uh, well, let's smack this other lens on there. There's different uh, it's where that other lens goes and and how much of your, uh, total glasses lens is, is involved in that bifocal and even today you know there's different uh, different eyes that need different types of bifocals you know whether it's a whether it's a flat line between the two or a round one so I'm sure anyway.
0: I'm sure his were optimized for kite flying Ex- at, the, at the distance yeah
1: to tie the key and then
0: the kite Spotting. Yeah, spot spot the lightning. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. So you were, you were talking originally about- Yeah, so glasses lenses.
1: are the most, yeah, they're the most famous, uh, and for good reason. They've been around a long time, and they work for the majority of people because for the majority of people, there's nothing tremendously exotic or unique going on about why they don't focus. They have an eye that has uh, way too much focusing power, and that's a myopic eye. They always have a minus number on their prescription because they have to take off some of that extra power. There's eyes that have- uh, have too much power, and then they have minus lenses because that has to take off the extra power that their eye has. And then there are eyes that have not enough power. Their their eye has not been able to focus. If it's sitting in its natural state, there's just not enough focusing power there to see well. Those are hyperopes, hyperopic people. They have plus numbers on their prescription. Okay. And then astigmatism, most astigmatism isn't the exotic stuff. It's just uh, the normal... Slight change in curvature depending on which way you're looking at an eye and so you can fix that by putting a lens in front of it that's curved the exact same amount in the exact opposite direction and then it balances out and works Mm -hmm. and so uh, those are the reasons uh, that you don't see well because of how you focus and so what glasses do is Correct that by doing the exact opposite. This eye is three diopters too powerful. Well, that means you're a minus three myope. You you need minus three glasses. Take off those three diopters. You're crystal clear. Uh, when you are looking at contacts, you're taking the exact same thing mm-hmm. uh, and putting it in a material that is somewhat breathable and can sit on an eye. Most eyes, not everyone's, uh, mm. and and that will correct the prescription directly on the eye. Contacts are. Really good at fixing some prescriptions and and not as good at fixing others. Uh, astigmatism would probably be the most commonly pointed at example for that because mm-hmm. with astigmatism it has to match the exact opposite direction uh, of where your eye's curved wrong. So uh, that's an
0: axis, right? Is exactly. That
1: yeah, that's the axis. So that's
0: rotating. Basically, have to rotate. Has to rotate to the proper angle. To, to work.
1: And so if you're if every oval that your eye looks at or every circle that your eye looks at Turns into an oval that's squished side to side. Uh, the way that is that Bert's head that had the tall head. Ernie had the short head, right?
0: Yeah, er- Ernie yeah. was the yeah. The so every
1: guy. every oh, every circle you see is squished on the right <coughs> and left side and looks like uh, Bert's head. There's a
0: sesame uh, sesame. Bert Street. and Ernie, yeah, yeah. sesame tree. Okay,
1: uh, then your glasses have to have a squish of that exact same amount in the opposite direction you know, mm-hmm. from top to bottom. Stretch it back out. What is difficult with contacts is that you know what what if that instead of being exactly 90 degrees a vertical line you know what if it's what's it 74 degrees instead and and so contacts come in these 10 degree increments but uh they they rotate on the eye as you blink and so sure. there's a lot of people where it works out okay and and, and probably more where it doesn't and so most people uh-huh. that have astigmatism uh are not people that successfully wear contact lenses uh they're people that uh, Almost always, when they come into our clinic, they tried and failed and gave up on them, and now
0: they wear glasses. Well, but you said most people have some level of astigmatism, and there's a lot of people who wear contact lenses. So, are you saying that most most people who are in contact lenses are not actually well suited to wear them?
1: Yeah, there's a there's a certain amount of astigmatism that you can forego the correction of it, and mm-hmm. you will still read 2020 or a lot of times 2015. Uh, and that gets into, you know, the, these units that we measure this stuff in and glasses and contacts are measured in are these quarter diopter increments. You know, there's are uh, you yeah, minus a quarter, minus a half, minus 75, all the way up. And if you've got between minus a quarter and minus 0.75, uh-huh. minus a quarter to, to three quarters of astigmatism, most eyes that have that, if as long as they're not nearsighted or farsighted, so the contact corrects that part of it, can still see twenty twenty. Okay. It's part of why it's fun to do LASIK for those folks because they've been walking around with uncorrected astigmatism for a very long time where they saw good enough but not as good as they could. Right. It, there's the ceiling is raised for how well they can see after they're done. So the large majority of people with astigmatism have three-quarters of a diopter or less. And so mm-hmm. uh, they might not even know it. There's a lot of times – it might be the majority of the time where somebody who's even in glasses and doesn't wear contacts, their astigmatism is, is not – Totally correctly mm-hmm. treated. It's either you know overdone or underdone, or it's at the wrong axis. So it's nice to be able to just fix that. the uh, The way that LASIK addresses all that stuff, since we're kind of talking about that anyway, is is that it ultimately comes down to this: this eye is overpowered or it's underpowered, and uh, or it has you know a squish of light coming in in a direction that it shouldn't. There's a distortion. And so mm-hmm. every pair of contacts and glasses that somebody puts on, it is to correct that by doing the opposite uh, so that everything ca- gets canceled out by the time it gets back to your retina right. And but you're not getting rid of the distortion and you're not getting rid of that there's too much power on the eye.'re you're, you're correcting it by uh, putting an artificial extra lens in front so that the overall balance of the system works. And so what you do with LASIK is it's it's different than saying, hey, we're going to put your prescription on the front of your eye, although I, I'm guilty too of describing it that way sometimes because it's easy to describe it that way. But truthfully, if you put the prescription on the front of the eye, if you have somebody who's a minus three again, uh, their, their eye is three diopters, too powerful, and they have to wear minus three glasses, and so they see well with that when you do that with LASIK, what you're doing is you're taking that front dome of the eye, that cornea, that first lens, that most powerful lens. Uh, it sounds biblical, doesn't it? That most powerful <laughs> lens. Uh, so <clears throat> it came to pass that you you do LASIK on an eye that's uh, got three diopters too much power. The way you do that is you change the power of that cornea by three diopters you take three diopters mm-hmm. away you, you mm-hmm. decrease the curve by three diopters the curve happens to be measured in that same unit of diopters as as prescriptions are and that's not accidental it's because they're measuring the same thing how much focusing is it doing and so you're actually making it so that this eye that was the wrong power now is the correct power it's 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 actually correct uh, natively within the right. organ itself and that's it's fun for a lot of prescriptions but with astigmatism is really fun because you're those folks that even have had it corrected, it's always been that they still have the same distortion on the eye. It's just you know getting uh, counterbalanced outside the eye. And so when you can get rid of that, uh, it's 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 uh, it's a different level of clarity that a lot of people can get. And we see it often that somebody has looked through this eye with astigmatism for their whole life. their visual cortex has gotten really good at looking through that uh-huh. amount of astigmatism because even with correction, they still were looking out of the same eye.
0: Talk about the brain, right? Visual cortex. Yeah, in the
1: brain, yeah. And when you get that eye to have optics with no astigmatism, you'll sometimes find people that come back at a month and they see smaller letters on the eye chart than they could with their glasses or their contacts, but they will swear that it's not quite as clear as they felt like it should be or it's not quite as clear as it was with their glasses. Uh-huh. And it's always that same thing. It always goes away by the time they're three months out because – and mm-hmm. then it's just, it's clearer than it's ever been because it's just – they their brain has to speak a new language uh, now that it's actually the
0: correct optics that they're so looking you, out So basically of. your brain becomes adapted to distortion – and then you're removing it, and now things look wrong. Quote wrong for yeah. a while.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. And so I, I about three or four years ago started telling everyone that has astigmatism beforehand. Hey, you over a certain amount if, after if you're if you're a lower amount of astigmatism, it, it doesn't come up as much. But over mm-hmm. a certain amount, uh, you have to warn people beforehand. And I tell them the reason. I say, you know, it's not even because it's so much annoying. You know, you can do you can do your daily tasks fine. You can drive fine. Uh, it's just that if I tell you this for the first time when you're a month out, it sounds like I'm making it up. If I just say, oh, that's, that's your Mm -hmm. brain. We did a good job. That's you, that's you. Uh, but (laughs) it really is true. You just, you don't even have to do any sort of special training. It's just walking around looking out of your eyes. It's, it's the ultimate immersion therapy. You know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's learning a new language by living in the country, except for this, it's something that you're using every single second that your eyes are open. And so it it happens surprisingly quick considering it takes decades to start start in the wrong right. direction, it usually only takes a couple of months for it to go uh, in the right direction. Huh? So the way that contacts try to accomplish what glasses accomplish, but without having to have a pair of glasses sitting on your face, is that they try to do the same thing that glasses do, where they are correcting the problem with how the eye focuses light by doing the opposite. So this eye has three diopters, too much power, it's a minus three lens, you put it in front of the eye. With a contact, you put it on the eye, but it makes things... Slightly more complicated because you have to have it match the curve of the cornea, but also have its own curve so that it can focus the light the right mm-hmm. way. So without going into too much detail so that everybody just falls asleep, uh, which is just you, you're the only one here. <laughs> but I say that so my feelings wouldn't be hurt. It's a minus lens you correct uh, You correct vision uh, by having a lens that is shaped uh, like a concave uh, shape on okay. each side. Uh, kind of a, a there's a there's a meniscus going in on each side. So uh, it's
0: taller on the sides than it is.
1: Yeah. So if you were looking at it from the side, it would look Looks like a half like pipe. Kind of yes, like a half pipe. Yeah. Uh, like two half pipes against yeah. each other. Yeah.
0: That's um, a quarter pipe. Yeah. So kind of a there's two quarter pipe, pipes. Two quarter pipes. Yeah. Two quarter. Pipes. So it's like a. Um, I'm trying to think of like the right. Yeah, it's like a basically a half like a half circle, basically cut out of a square almost or something. Correct. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's a concave shape. Right. And so most of them share the overall concave shape on either side. So it looks kind of like a rounded hourglass from either side. You know, there's a there's a there's a okay. curvature inwards on either side. That's
0: weird because <clears throat> when I think about a contact lens, it's so thin sitting on my eye and it's thicker and the on the sides, it seems like how could that how could I Blink yeah, over it. How wouldn't it be irritating? It's
1: weird to see for the first time you, when I was taking images uh, of different eyes for some studies that I was doing when I was in my fellowship. It was the first time that I really got to see sitting on an eye different contact lenses. And it would give these really high-resolution images of a cross-sectional view of a contact sitting on a mm-hmm. cornea uh, for the person that was sitting there you know, looking at the camera. Uh, and it would – on microscopic level, you'd get to see this contact that's uh, in this image gigantic, sitting on a cornea that's you know ten times as gigantic. But you could really appreciate the shape of that contact lens. And so people that have a minus three, or more impressively the minus eights and nine for the contact lenses, they they have a contact that's that's domed, matching the shape of the front of the eye, and then really thick on either side on the right. outside. Uh, and, and, in, you know, in reality, it's 360 degrees around. It's got this thick bevel all the way around, mm-hmm. uh, this, uh, uh, edge that's, that's thicker than the, than the center. And then you would see it would be concave as it, you know, as it got to the middle, it was thinnest in the middle and thickest on the outside. And so what it tries to do, uh, this is a cart before the horse type of thing because LASIK and, uh, just eczema laser in general came later, but, uh, it it tried to do what LASIK does before LASIK was around, which is mm-hmm. change the curve of this cornea. Let's put an artificial piece of plastic, mm-hmm. uh, which is the only type of plastic, uh, on the front <laughs> of this eye, and try to change the curve of this cornea so that it can see well. The way that it does that is to match the inner the the inner curve. That's ah, too complicated. Um, so when you're trying to correct a prescription with a contact lens, you're trying to artificially make the shape of that cornea what it should have been. You know mm-hmm. what? You know if this cornea was a little flatter, it would see well. If this cornea was a little steeper, uh, and with astigmatism lenses, it's why them staying in the same place on the same axis matters so much. Uh, right. If an astigmatism contact turns 90 degrees, uh, that person has doubled the astigmatism right. they started with. Yeah. And and so it you get to see these images, and and for the first time, you're like, oh, this is this is trying to make this cornea into that shape. The problem with it is nothing works quite as well as just the clarity of your own cornea. Uh, You can get really clear contact lens material. And contact lenses are amazing now compared to what they were when they first were invented. Uh, But the best contact lenses there are try to match as close as they can and they never quite get there to – how good would this uh, look if this didn't have anything sitting on it? You know, how, how much can we make it like we're not here? Yeah. And yep. and so the way that that works with different contexts is they there's all these different factors. You know, like when you're uh, if you're a, a knife maker, which I've been for years uh, <laughs> now, but I, but I read about it uh, dealing with the, the hardness of the blade versus the flexibility of it. You know, that uh-huh. you know how, how brittle it is, how easy it is to sharpen, how long it keeps an edge. You have to balance all these different materials to try to figure out how you get a, a knife that does the most of everything really well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that with contacts. You're trying to have a contact that's as clear as possible and lets as much much oxygen diffuse through it as possible. But also there's this one factor with contacts that it sounds like a made-up word. It's called called uh, wettability. Uh, how – how wet does that surface stay? You know, you don't want a bead of water to bead up into a little sphere on a contact lens. Right. You want it to spread out really, really yeah. evenly, a real hydrophilic, water-loving surface. And so all of those different things are why we have, you know, the AccuView and then the AccuView 2 and then the OASIS. And, and so they keep trying to, you know, modify these different materials. And, and, they're, and they're really good for some folks. And there are some people that aren't good lazy candidates where – it, they really will do really well with context you know we have somebody you know once or twice a week where I'll say your best option is context you know you should you mm, should stick wow. with that um, it's just that if you can get away from that it, it's nice you know it's nice to be able to because you're trying to uh, correct a cornea into a shape with an artificial lens uh, and, mm-hmm. and what LASIK does is try to make that correct shape you know with the actual lens material itself your lens your cornea you know it changes the shape
0: uh, so that it's just your eye but before we get away from contact lenses, I have one, one last thing to bring up. Let's talk about Nike Maxite.
1: Uh, Nike Maxite contact lenses. What,
0: what do you know about them?
1: They are the greatest idea. That never landed, and uh, they they got discontinued, and they got discontinued when I was in residency. Actually, right when I was finding right. out about them, I was all excited, and then they went away. Uh, I had a pair that I kept for for a while because I knew that they weren't going to be you around eBay for a while. those things. I should have I yeah. should have done that. Um, but basically, with contact lenses, uh, they are helpful for sports because you're you know if you're playing football, uh, you know you ever notice you don't see a lot of guys wearing glasses on the football field. <laughs> It's an, it's an uncommon sight because uh, it's extremely dangerous. They'll break into a million pieces. Uh, and and so I, I still think that's why I never played a lot of football because I wore glasses <laughs> right. as a child. And <clears throat> so the idea behind max sight contact lenses are – what if we take people that are already wearing contacts that play sports, and we make these contacts into something that will uh, give them uh, more of an edge, more of a visual edge, because they will do one of two things. There was two types of Maxite contact lenses. One was these amber-colored lenses, and mm-hmm. the other one were these ones that were just kind of dark green, gray. Uh, they were they were like sunglasses. They looked uh-huh. like sunglasses. And so they would go in your eye like a contact lens. They were a normal contact lens, but they were this dark material. And so they, you put them on, and it was like you would put sunglasses on your eyes. You know, all of a sudden you had this, uh, you know, amazing solar man type of vision yeah. where you, you know, uh, light didn't bother you. And so the idea was, if you're a marathon runner or if you've got, you know, a big, you know, all day playing tennis or or whatever the sport is, if you could. Be out in the sun and you would normally wear sunglasses, but you can't. What if you could? You know, and it would it would help you. But the really cool ones were the amber colored ones because they were this kind of uh, orangish yellow tint. Uh, and they reason the reason they were orange yellow mm-hmm. is because as you looked through them, orange and yellow were making it through fine, but the blue light was getting caught Locked. by the lens. Right. It was it was a filter. It was stopping it. They were that's why blue blockers are called blue blockers and why they're yellow. And why would blue blockers help? And why do, you know, sharpshooters use them in the Olympics? And, you know, mm-hmm. why do... Uh, oh, man,
0: we're getting in new territory, but...
1: Yeah. <laughs> people, uh, you know, drive with yellow glasses on sometimes uh, if they don't care what other people say. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's because there is this phenomenon of the light coming into your eye not being one pure wavelength of light. As you look at white light coming into your eye, Anyone who's seen like the Pink Floyd album cover you know there's a prism and right. white light has every color within it right that's not a, uh, a metaphor for anything it's just it's a fact it's got all of the all of the wavelengths of light in it including some ones that we can't see uh, And so I mean they're with it I don't know if you'd really classify them as white light because you can't see them anyway. Right. but they're all together you know they're there. in the microwaves they're in there too but <laughs> so it's got very very long red, Deep red, seven hundred nanometer light, and it's got very, very short, four hundred, you know, blue and violet
0: light. So the way they hit their eyes, your eyes different, right? Exactly. The different colors
1: because that are in there. your cornea is not a prism. However, it can only focus light in one place, and so if that blue light is perfectly focused, that red light is focused about the equivalent of a half a diopter behind it. Okay. And if that red light's perfectly focused, that blue light is focused about a half a diopter, in front of it. So the idea behind those is let's block the blue, and so you'll have this very pure image coming in where there's no extra aberrations to it. And it's called because it's like chromatic aberration, and so Mm -hmm. it's to get rid of that chromatic aberration.
0: Chromatic being color. Exactly.
1: And so, you know, if you've ever driven by – a neon sign that's blue and, mm-hmm. and been like, why am oh, I nearsighted yeah. only when I look at that sign? Totally. That's why, yeah. because you are nearsighted when you mm-hmm. look at that sign. You're a half a diopter myope all of a sudden and uh, and that doesn't happen with the red end of the spectrum. So Nike Max Sight contact lenses are, I feel like we should start a Kickstarter or something because they well, really... I
0: would. I would... I just can't believe there's no other product in the market that is that filled that void. Yeah.
1: Well, and in fairness, when you wore them, you did look like a demon. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that, that was might the problem. Have, might have had something, something to do with it. I can see like on in football, that'd be helpful. Yeah, but in like, tennis, you know, yeah, you'd have fierce. to get them out before the like interview afterwards and stuff because they'd ask That's you true. and be like, oh, gosh. It was uh, – I, I remember when I wore – because I – I didn't want to waste them, so I just put one in just to see what it would look like. And I looked in the mirror, and I had one blue eye and one that just looked like the red eyes of the devil. And, and so it kind of made a little <laughs> bit more sense after Got that. It. Um, and uh, same with the dark ones. They didn't look quite natural, but, man, they were really cool.
0: Well, I can't imagine a better place to end this episode, really. I mean, yeah. I think we've covered quite just a bit. an homage. Yeah. well, there you have it. One last thing before we go. If you have a question for Dr. Hunter, or if you'd like to leave a helpful bit of feedback, you can email HunterMD at HunterVision.com. You can also get in touch by visiting Facebook.com slash HunterVision. Thanks for listening.